And this time on Culture File, a journey into the magma chamber with vocalist and composer Shifra Quinlan. Quinlan's musical training should have launched her in the direction of contemporary classical or even the bel canto she studied with Veronica Dunn. But none of those musical lives seemed quite right until she came back to songwriting and began exploring the hybrid domain she's not that worried if you call chamber pop. She's just released her first album as Sphinx, The Magma Chamber, a long bubbling song cycle she likes to think of, she told Culture File, as a musical eruption. Traditional classical singing comes with a lot of industry baggage and, you know, there, there is a lot of unlearning to be done, not so much technically, but in terms of how the voice is positioned and how it's somewhat othered within, within classical music. And when the voice is separated into the, the voice of a character, as, as it is in opera, it becomes somewhat not yours. working with the conductor and you're working with the living composer um, and you're working with many other musicians when you're working with an expectation of how the music is to be performed because it, it comes from a certain tradition it's a tall order my own voice and my own aesthetic intentions were becoming lost in that it was this incredible experience of unshackling and unlearning all of these things that I had I had somewhat accumulated and creating space to to find my own voice and creating space to, to express myself through that. I was leaving college, I had done, you know, an undergrad in pure music. I was very lucky to study under Donika Dennehy and Evangelia Rigaki. But simultaneously, I was also studying with the late and legendary Veronica Dunn in the Royal Irish Academy of Music. So I kind of had these two, these two separate worlds. And in my, in my registered course, I was kind of gearing up to go into, into music, perhaps more academically or perhaps down the contemporary classical route and then through my studies with Veronica Dunn and with Imelda Drum, gearing up for something that was, you know, kind of more straight up classical or opera singing. It was definitely a confusing time and, and it was it was actually Donica who first encouraged me to to begin to kind of meld my singing and my composing because they were in very disparate places. I had betrayed that as a teenager I used to write pop songs for myself and once he found that out he really encouraged me to begin writing for my voice again and that was something I, I, I didn't come to easily because I guess my voice being able to begin to write for it again quite an intimate experience and it took me it took me a while. I guess the music I first began writing 
was, I guess, quite contemporary classical and, and I started collaborating with Kirkos and the Irish Composers Collective and I began sort of workshopping and performing my pieces. What was Veronica Dunn saying when she saw you heading in that direction? Oh, she was great. I mean, she was like, Lovey, you go for it. And, you know, she was extremely encouraging. And and, and when I was in third year in college, I, I did a, a dissertation on the technique that she was teaching me, which is bel canto technique. And what really landed with me towards the end of that process of, of writing that dissertation was the way in which she made it clear that this technique was a prism and it could be used to sing in many different styles. So I, I took that off and away with me and I, I let things percolate and I, I moved to Berlin. And I was kind of, you know, still trying to keep these two threads going and, and trying to weave them together somewhat. Um, which, which took a bit of trial and error. And in 2016, that was when I guess I, you know, I sat down in earnest and really began to merge my singing and my composing. And I guess I unshackled it from it being, you know, highbrow contemporary classical or being operatic or being art song. I've, I've sang Pierre Lunaire and I, I got involved with a lot of cabaret at one point. And um, they're, they're forms of music that, that I greatly enjoy. Um, and I think they, they have found a home in, in my new music somehow. Um, and I just, I just let it be what it, what it was bursting out as. The Magma Chamber is a collection of seven songs and it's a song cycle. They're definitely threaded together by quite a particular sound world, which is quite quite dreamy and, you know, dominated by the harp. Although dominated sounds too strong a word for the great <laughs> things that are happening on the harp. Hypnotised by the harp. Hypnotised by the harp. Um, and I suppose that's maybe the, the primary instrument that is central to, to all of the songs. itself um, was something that came to me a little while back at a point where I was spending some time in Iceland. I was there for an ex extended period and I had sort of half recorded the record at this point in, in 2020. I wasn't necessarily thinking of it. I didn't know if it would be four songs or five songs or six songs and it, it ended up being seven songs. Um, so it was still very early in in its development and everything was still quite still quite fizzy and not settled. And we began playing visually in the studio for a shoot. And what we shot is now the album cover. And what we shot um, accidentally <laughs> ended up looking like a volcano. It, it was this piece where I'm wearing a black dress and a huge structure of, of red material is placed towards the bottom of the dress and then is enveloped into, into more black shiny material. And, and through, through lots of kind of non-verbal play, we arrived at this image and it really struck me that this would be the album cover and that these songs were brewing and that they were molten and that they were sort of swirling around and that in writing them, recording them and manifesting them, that they were coming up and out and they were somewhat erupting.
Shifra Quinlan there, and that Sphinx album, The Magma Chamber, is out now from Ergodos. You'll find it on Bandcamp.